Um, well, good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Drones for Good podcast. Uh, Andrew Crow's my name, as hopefully you've sort of worked out by this stage. We're here today at the uh, AAUS, the Australian Association for Uncrewed Systems National Conference uh, Gala Dinner last night, awards. We've got speakers, we've got panels, we've got um, a bunch of people displaying and having a really good time down here in Canberra. In saying that, most excitingly, I'm here this morning uh, or here today talking to Isaac Palmer and Isaac's from ABCRM. How are you, Isaac? Yeah, good day. Good. How awesome. are you? Yeah, doing really well. It's uh, coming towards the end of the conference. I feel like you know you start losing a little bit of little bit of something towards the end of conferences. Yeah, it takes it out of you, but it's been a been a really good event. Yeah, it great. has, and it's just great to be, be back together face to face with people. Exactly. It's just been a whole year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a whole year. Hey, Isaac, um, you're from ABCRM, um, obviously a leading um, platform. We're going to get into what ABCRM is all about. But um, so, what's your, what's your role at ABCRM? So, National Ops Manager. Okay, cool. And I'm going to deliberately stop you from giving us any more info at that point, <laughs> and we're going to come into that a little bit later on. Um, I always like to ask my guests, you know, at this point, uh, where'd you come from? You know, how did you get to this point? How the hell did you end up as a National Ops Manager at AVCRM? What's that? What's been that path through to where we are? Yeah, look, it's, a, it's an interesting question. It's been a long and, a, and, a, and an interesting path. <laughs> so, after school, uh, left school, spent a bit of a short stint in defense, uh, left that and ended up in stadiums of all places yeah right so working both from mainly the catering side of things a bit of it from the operations side as well from there sort of got tired of the 90 90 100 hour weeks <laughs> yep um and i think my wife did as well yep, fair which enough. is fair enough so i went into open a contract shooting business um obviously wow. growing up on the land and the defense background i enjoy shooting and i found a way that i could get paid for it so happy days. Uh, moved turn, a, into, turn a hobby into a job. Exactly one of right. Those ones. Yep. Exactly right. So that was really good. Um, and through that, I started working at airports. So doing wildlife management at airports. So I did my um, all my tickets to work airside. From there, I've been doing that. Um, wanted to get out of the catering game as well. So doing both of those on the side. And then the AVCRM team was looking for someone. And because as a lot of people may not know for this podcast, AVCRM's got a, uh, an airport arm as well. So that was actually the first, the airport management software came out in around 2015. Mm -hmm. So that was before the RPAS program that we, that we brought out. So at, as of now, AFCRA manages just over 90 airports across Australia and the Pacific. So for the wildlife management side of that, I came into that. Um, I've been flying drones in my sort of, with the contract shooting business, bit of thermal sighting um, and a lot for fun as well, bit of mapping on the farm. So I had that interest. And then, yeah, these guys got me in. I started off in, in the airport arm, went and did my rep all, and then I just I talked to it and I love it and I've just been there ever since. And here we are at the National Conference in Canberra. And here we are. Hey, yeah, uh, that's really cool. And, and, and thanks for the, uh, the insight into sort of where you come from. It's a really interesting background. And uh, what I love most about our industry is, is we're not a mature industry. We're a maturing industry. Correct. And I find um, the path that people have taken to get to where we are, you know, we're not manufacturing. We're not transport. We haven't been around 100 years. So the path that people have taken to get here um, is really interesting. Have you sort of seen that along the way as well? So varied. Like, coming from catering of all things <laughs> into this um, and I see it all the time as well people coming from events people coming from um, electricians of course and, mm. and, and main roads guys that are looking at alright well I've been a road technician but you know what we bought a drone and we haven't looked back so having that wide client base is just amazing to see what everyone's thinking about how they've started using drones and where they are now which is always 
point X is so far and varied from point Y, mm. it's phenomenal. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I love hearing stories of people that didn't come from, you know, crude or, or aviation background. And um, even my background, as some may know, you know, I came in through defense and I, I did 15 years in the army flying drones and then decided it was time to get out. So it's, it's really cool and really different. So let's, uh, let's talk about the reason why we're here though. So AvCRM, um, you guys are based uh, down south of Sydney. Yeah, so Wollongong. Yeah, lovely uh, part of the world. Beautiful part. So we've been there. Uh, we used to. We were based out of the what was then the Illawarra Regional Airport, now Shell Harbour Airport. So right. One of the the directors have a, has a flying school there, so we were based out of there in the the, the, the dungeon that we call it, the little <laughs> tiny office as most tech startups are. And then yeah, we moved into an office in Wollongong, and uh, we haven't looked back since. It's great. Yeah. What benefits do you find out of being in? Let's do a bit of a Wollongong plug. Uh, besides the fact that the mighty St George Dragons play games out of there, what else? Why? Why are the reasons for people have to move down to Wollongong? So the good thing about it is that it is that sweet spot of it's not Sydney. Mm. It's close enough to Sydney, close enough to Canberra, but far away enough from both. <laughs> That's fair enough. So beautiful part of the world. Um, obviously, got a lot of friends and family there now. So it's um, it's it's quite a it's a, it's a hub. Mm. So there's a lot of really good innovation. Like the, the UOW um, University of Wollongong's got their tech hub there, mm-hmm. which brings people from all over the globe and some really great solutions. So. It's um, really sort of leading the charge in a lot of really cool spaces. You know, I grew up in Sydney and, and hadn't been back to Wollongong. You know, I was down in Wollongong as a kid with the family. And um, you, you may remember probably even two, two and a half years ago now, I jumped on a train from Sydney and, and came down to visit you guys down in the remember. office. And it took 55 minutes on a lovely brand new Tangara and it cost $7 to get down there. I thought, this is this is commutable. I'm living in Wollongong if I was, being, if I was you know, based in Sydney. Exactly right. And then you miss your train at 1.30 at night and then you have to wait till the 1 at 5.30 <laughs> yeah. and it's an hour and a half all stops and it's yeah. not fun. That's not, not as good. We won't talk about that. Not as good. <laughs> hey, so AvCRM, now you talked um, just briefly before that there's, a, there's an aerodrome, airport side, there's an RPA yep. or, or an RPAS side. What, what, what's going on with AvCRM? So how, how's it actually sort of structured and, and what are the products you, you offer? So, like I sort of mentioned before, we've got the aerodrome arm um, and the RPA arm. So, what AvCRM is and what it was is a, is a group of four aviation professionals that are the directors. Mm-hmm. So, they came out in around 2013. They they saw the inefficiencies within the system, mainly being the airport space at that sort of. We've got um, both pilots and, and airport operators. They've come together going, all right, this is, this is terrible. We can't do it this way. But let's design something that will... That's how we wanted to operate. Mm. And then um, Jonathan King, one of the directors, um, was an f- instructor for RPAS as well. And he goes, you know what? This is exactly the same problem. We need to <laughs> implement this in the RPAS space. Okay. So then came the, the – some of our clients have both aerodromes and RPA. So it's quite a simple and quite a streamlined um, sort of application difference. So what we've got is a lot of people that are um, jumping onto our system and and really enjoying both sides of it. Mm. So at the moment, yeah, like I said, about 90, 90 airports across our, the airport arm and um, we've just ticked over a 1,000 clients in the, the RPA space. So two very distinct products with quite funny sort of interconnections and that we're starting to see and starting to push for. Yeah. Now, I've, I've, I've got a bit of experience with you guys, obviously, and, and know what you guys do, but just to explain our RPA manager, or sorry, your RPA manager to um, to the listeners, what, what is the RPA manager? Who, who would use it? What, what, what's it all about? So, our RPA manager is based at CASA Part 101 compliance. So, the MOS compliance, right. everything that's required in that Chapter 10 for record keeping, AVCRM does. 
from including ARN on paperwork to your ba- your maintenance schedules for your aircraft. So being aviators, we've got both scheduled and on condition maintenance that actually suits crude aviation. Hmm. So we go above and beyond to try and make our system that's going to do all of your REOC or if, if you prefer your excluded category compliance or both if you've got it that way. Hmm. But it's going to do it on a digitized and a streamlined platform to make sure that you're compliant with what you need to be compliant on so you can focus on actually operating rather than the pages and pages of paperwork that you would have had to do without us. And it's all online. And it's all online. Mm. So all cloud-based. So, And, of course, as a fully Australian-owned, operated and supported company, all our data is Australian. Yeah, fantastic. And so, who who would use your who would use your organisation? Who would use the RPA manager? Is it is is this single shingle people? Is it multinational organisations? What's your client base and who are you focusing on? It's all of the above. So right. really, we have operators that have one pilot and they just operate themselves out of their backyard, like we did when we started. <laughs> and our largest pilot, uh, client has just over four hundred pilots. Wow. So the largest one in Australia. Um, so our system is designed to be completely scalable and can work on any sort of situation like that. So multi-region, multi-location, any of that sort of stuff, we're really quite capable in that hand. And then the question that comes to mind, and then, you know, if everyone listens to this podcast, I know I like asking the hard questions. Um, the question that comes to mind though is that if it's a, if it's a very complex and, and well complex in, in its ability to, to manage data and well set up and, and can do a lot of work and can look after multinationals. Um, how does your pricing work? You know, and I, you don't need to go into pricing, I guess, at this point, but, you know, is it, is it relatively expensive for the single shingles as well or, or is it still really affordable? It's still really affordable. Um, what, what we do is it's a, it's a per-user subscription model. Okay. So if you've got one pilot, you pay X amount. If you've got 10 pilots, you pay X amount. And the more pilots you have, the sort of the greater the discount per pilot gets. So, Makes sense. Um, we, we start off, um, we're not, we, we don't have a free application, mm-hmm. so we're not sort of designed at that sort of market, but we're, we are affordable and again, compliance, is it's priceless. So you, you get what you pay for with that side of things with our software, so you put the time in and I, I am the first to admit that for complex operations, it's a complex setup and there's mm. a lot to do. But As it needs to be. Yeah. It needs to be. We're in aviation. Mm. We're not in, we're not, you know, flying toys around. Mm. Their aircraft. So you put the time in and you set up the software from the start and then the software will look after you. It's all in the setup. Yeah, gotcha. So, you know, you could be um, just a single operator doing real estate photography right through to massive mining companies. Exactly right. Okay, cool. That makes a bit of sense. Yep. Um, where are you guys headed? So um, I'm going to talk in a minute about an award you guys have just won, but but where are you guys um, headed? What do you what's – what's the aim? What's the future? You know, what, what are you thinking about? So um, – and what I'll tell you, actually, the first to actually publicly know, we just released our application into New Zealand last week. Oh, wow. So cool. um, we've done exactly what we've done in Australia. We've gone into New Zealand. Um, we've sort of we've linked up with Aeropath and Airways to get the official data, um, and we've, we're fully rolling that out now. So our, our sort of idea is to roll onto different uh, regions, jurisdictions, yeah. um, but we're already, we've proven ourselves in Australia, so we're able to do that. But I think I just talked on that before, is that our aim is to go, all right, well, we have the airport arm, we have the drone arm, why are they not talking to each other? Mm, that's a good point. So we have so much data, and we've got, we've got airports that are screaming at us to say, let us work with your drone clients. And we've got drone clients that, obviously with our um, CASA automated approvals that, all right, you've got Canberra, you've got Adelaide, you've got Perth, that's useless to me because I'm in Queensland. Let's get the other ones on board. 
So that's where we want to push that this year is we really want to, um, again, advocate for not only the airport industry but the drone industry as well, saying let's get this up and running and let's, let's really expand on what is a great trial. And we have some, and something to spring to mind is, is you're talking about that international reach you guys have, have got now and moving towards more. And we have some fantastic organisations here in Australia that is doing a lot of great stuff. What it sounds like is if they're using your program or your, your system and application uh, and they move into different markets overseas as well, then, then it's, it's going to be quite seamless in integrating into those different markets. 100%. So it's the same It's the same platform, but we've just tweaked it to be the jurisdictional requirements. Mm. So the CAA regs instead of the CASA regs. Or you go into PNG and then you've got the the, the PNG CASA regs and, and from there. So the, the platform will remain the same, but it will have, you know, shielded operations, which is great. But it's got all of those different restrictions on what you can and can't do in each one. But mm. for a lot of our organisations that have Australian and New Zealand operations, mm. it's that one point of data truth that, all right, I can submit to the to the sort of the aviation lead, I can submit a paperwork from New Zealand and from Australia, and they know exactly what's going on because there's no disparity between that paperwork. Yeah, fantastic. It makes um, makes a hell of a lot of sense, actually. Um, and there's obviously, and you know, next hard question. There's obviously a bunch. There's some competitors in the market. You know, yep. obviously every market's got competitors. Um, why you guys? Why should someone look at you guys over someone else? So I I really focus on that. We are operators, mm-hmm. and we've come from the operations field, and we're. We've got, whilst other people are as well, there's, um, there's, a, there's a good healthy com- competition in the market mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with healthy competition. But our key is that we solely code on our clients' needs. Mm-hmm. So whilst we can obviously sort of guide that with where we want to go, AvCRM will code something that one client wants in a customizable way that every single client can then go, hang on, I can use that, but I can use it for this way. Right. So our idea is about that open to markets like let's do this for the betterment of the whole industry and let's get it up and running and share as much data as we can and then i'm assuming as as um as casa requirements change and and workflows are different um well actually that's quite a quite a good question too so around the workflow so so if different organizations have different workflows maybe an additional approval path that needs to be done does your system allow that workflow to be kind of designed yeah, it does. So it's a completely sort of permission-based system. Right. So you can turn on, all right, well, what we did is back in 2017, we sort of brought in that senior-based pilot structure. Mm-hmm. So our system is designed, all right, um, you know, Isaac Palmer is at base Wollongong, where Andy, you're at base Brisbane. Now, I can lock that down so Isaac can only see Wollongong mm. or I can open it up so I can see across both. So you've got ch- senior-based pilots at a particular base or three bases that – Yep, that approval will go through to you, Andy. But at another base, it'll go through to someone else. So it's a customized workflow on top of that. And then you can have things like co-signatures for job approvals if you've got, all right, the chief pilot has to sign on it, but the asset manager has to sign off on it as well. Hmm. So we try and be, there's obviously so much customization you can do. Yeah, you can't do everything. But we just try and leave that as open as we can. Yeah, cool. Um, and, and let's uh, let's talk about the exciting stuff in, in the room as well. So last night we had the Australian Association of Uncrewed Systems Gala dinner. Yes, fantastic evening. Thanks I'm, for emceeing, by the yeah, way. I did a great say, job. Thanks, mate. It was uh, it was good as my second time around. So we'll see if anyone else puts a hand up next year, which I which I doubt pretty quickly. Uh, but as part of that, we have a bunch of awards, and you guys picked up an award last night. We did, which was awesome. We did. And yes. what what, cat- what category was that for? And what so was it all about the Innovation Award? Um, one or two of them. What we did is we put together a um, a really cool system that I've sort of talked about it before, but we've partnered with Telstra um, recently. So we've got the Telstra Tracker Monitor tags. 
So what that allows us to do is to fall out these large organizations that are managing fleets of 100, 150 aircraft. What this does is we've, we put the tracker in the actual case itself. So it's an entirely offline 4G and cellular and GPS tracking tag. Right. So I can see where that asset is offline at any time. As long as it's connected to a 4G network or, or something. Or the GPS. So, yeah, okay. Which is quite a lot of the time. So it doesn't rely on the 4G. It's okay. got both. Cool. So I can go, all right, well, you know, say I'm in out the back, middle of nowhere. I've got, say, you know, if I was a law enforcement, I've got a siege in this location. Yep. I need a thermal drone. I search that location, then go, all right, I'm going to search in a 300K radius. AvSirM picks up. You've got six assets in this area. You can tag them. So we've got, oh, yep, that's a gold tier tag, which is a thermal capable drone. I'll click that tag, have a look at the aircraft it's associated to. So M300 with the H20. It's got 100 hours or maybe it's got 15 hours before its next 50 hourly service. It's got no defects. It's got no upcoming jobs. Let's deploy that asset to that location. Gotcha. So that building in with things like the maintenance system and everything is really that dashboard of operational readiness and situational awareness of where my fleet is at any time and not just. Then we obviously link in with the flight records of the post-flight telemetry so you can actually see exactly what it's been doing. You can see where the, the um, like what you see on the, the DJI controller, you can see the stick movement that the pilots have done. You can audit the, to that level as well. But it's really that offline capability that's um, really sort of been a really good module for us. And so just knowing where all your assets are. Exactly right. And these tags sound pretty cool. It sounds like something I need on my keys or my wallet or my mask nowadays. Yes. Um, but I'm assuming there's a bit of a safety aspect to this as well. You know, that if, if we have people that are working in really remote areas and all of a sudden, you know, someone hasn't reported in or can't be found, at least we know where to start looking for them. Is that being considered by, by you guys too? Exactly right. It's been considered and um, we definitely want to move more into that space with some more like absolute real time mm. um, sort of tracking. Um, and we're hoping to explore that this year along with a few other things that are sort of in the pipeline and um, especially in our airport arms, we think we can really mix the two of these together. Yeah, that's unreal. Well, congratulations again on last night. It was uh, it was a great evening. It was good to see you, you guys pick up it an was. award along with a few other people, which was nice. So where um, what, what's your view of the future? Where, where's our industry going, Isaac? What, what are we doing? What's changing? What do you, what do you think? What's what's the world according to Isaac for the next oh, few years? I got to admit, my head's <laughs> my head's spinning after the last few yeah, last two days. <laughs> I've um think I've come away with more questions than I've had answered. <laughs> yeah. But um. Oh, as everyone sort of is, it's this this UTM side of things is mm. going to be the bread and butter of what we do and watching this space so carefully about, you know, who is the UTM, what happens, how do we connect to that, what are the steps, what are the benefits? So we've got a UTM, but what do we actually get from that? Mm. Are the benefits outweighing the, the extra things that we have to do to be a part of that UTM? Um, I think like, like this three nautical mile trial at the moment, yeah, it, it's great, it's working. Um, let, let's expand that. We really need to jump on that. We've got the industry engagement. We've got everyone screaming out for it. Mm. I think we can really grab that and run with that for for the industry to actually move to that next level of where we are and sort of focus on that sandbox criteria that one of those talks was today. Mm. Jump back on and see how we can bring that out and, and where, where, where we can test things to go out. I'm not sure if you saw the presentation yesterday. I think it was Luke Gumley who showed um, the, the, Nordic, the three nautical mile um, approvals but then also... Yeah, services have been doing some work around tracking some of these aircraft and seeing if they're actually remaining compliant. Um, I thought that was really cool and, and I think there's got to be a link there into what you guys are doing as well around the approvals processes and how that can link into things later on. Yeah, 100%. So what we do for our clients is 
linking that post-flight telemetry from the DJI account at the moment mm-hmm. is you can actually overlay that telemetry against your planned operational area. So our our chief pilots can have a look and say, well, you know, this is where I approved them to fly. <laughs> where they actually This flying. is where CASA approved them. Where did they actually fly? It's like, all right, you're, you're 800 meters down that way. Mm. I know what I need to do. Mm. Or no, this this is great. So I think that there's a real benefit in our clients providing that data back to air services and CASA if obviously they, they would like to. Mm. But there's a real, because we can prove then that yes, operators are doing what they were, they said they were going to do. Yep. And Okay, it's people that you know that were approved to do that weren't even approved to do that, doing sort of ruining the system for all of us. So I think, um, I, and I think that there would be a lot of engagement and, and keenness from the clients that, to actually do that and share that data. And I think there's you know ninety ninety five ninety nine percent of people want to do that because you know we we the you know the industry are kind of sick and tired of the ones and twos ruining it for everybody. Exactly. And we know that we've got to over regulate and and over plan and over engineer because of the ones and twos, not because of the you know the rest of the 99 percent. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Uh, and I think that you know the system that you explained uh, before could could potentially go a long way to do that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Mate, it's uh, it's the afternoon of the second day of this conference. We're, we're winding down, uh, that's for sure. We'll have a, have a bit of a dinner tonight and then and then head home tomorrow. Um, Isaac, look, again, uh, if people want to get more info around your organization and RPA manager or aerodromes, where's the best place to sort of reach out and have a chat? Yeah, so if you jump on Google, avserum.net is the website. You can jump on. You can contact uh, the support team. Um, so we've got live help on our website. We've got a phone line. Give that a call. It'll be me that answers unless <laughs> cool. I'm out training. So quite happy to chat and um, whatever you guys need. Sort of, I, I really stress that we're not focused on the enterprise level. It's, it's everyone. So we'll look after you. We'll help you and we'll guide you with where you need to be. And I think that's really important because as I said, you know, we're, we're a maturing industry and we're not a mature industry at this point. So focusing on everybody is really important. Exactly. We're only going to get as far as we can go if we share. Mm. Absolutely. That's our big thing. Mate, congratulations on the award again. I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing. Big fan of have CRM and, and all your RPA manager and, and the safety aspects and betterment of the industry that you talked about. Uh, mate, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No worries at all. all Cheers. Right, see ya.